Welcome to Wine, Food and Travel with me, Mark Millen, on Italian Wine Podcast. Listen in as we journey to some of Italy's most beautiful places in the company of those who know them best, the families who grow grapes and make fabulous wines. Through their stories, we will learn not just about their wines, but also about their ways of life, the local and regional foods and specialities that pair naturally with their wines, and the most beautiful places to visit. We have a wonderful journey of discovery ahead of us, and I hope you will join me. This episode is proudly sponsored by Vivino, the world's largest online wine marketplace. The Vivino app makes it easy to choose wine. Enjoy expert team support, door-to-door delivery, and honest wine reviews to help you choose the perfect wine for every occasion. Vivino, download the app on Apple or Android and discover an easier way to choose wine. Welcome to Wine, Food and Travel with me, Mark Millen, on the Italian Wine Podcast. We'd like to welcome you today to the Wine to Wine 2021 Clubhouse Marathon in collaboration with the UK Wine Show, Interpreting Wine and Bevology Inc. Today I'm joined by my guests, Emanuela Flore, winemaker and CEO, John Matteo Baldi of the Bentu Luna Wine Estate in Sardinia. Welcome, John Matteo. Welcome. Emanuela. We are traveling today to the island of Sardinia, one of the largest islands in the Mediterranean, an island of real contrasts. Um, John Matteo was telling me it's a continent in itself, a whole continent, from the rugged interior to the beautiful coastal areas. And we're here to learn about a wonderful project making wines from old vines in the center of Sardinia. So welcome. Thank you both for being here. Thank you. Benvenuto. Grazie. John Matteo, can you tell me a little bit about the project, how the project began and what is the the, um, the ethos, the reason behind doing what you are doing? Well, the project began a long time ago and it took a long time to be digested. Um, the idea uh, you know, Sardinia is in the middle of the Mediterranean and I think is one of the places where the viticulture in the Mediterranean started. So we're talking about like a culture which has probably more than 3,000 years. And uh, right in the middle of Sardinia, you can find the same kind of uh, uh, vines that uh, they had uh, 3,000 years ago. And there's a long-lasting culture and I think it's a patrimony for everybody. Unfortunately, in the past years, of course, old vines, which do belong to this kind of culture, they produce less, and therefore revenue for the people that were actually cultivating the vines, they were going uh, smaller and smaller. And uh, since the vines that, that passed through generation generation, the first generation, actually, they went out to find some other job to sustain the agriculture. And at the end, uh, now uh, we are in a situation where the grandfather, they're not able to pass it into the grandson because there was enough revenue. So the risk was that this huge patrimony, we're talking about more than 1,200 hectares of old vines, possibly slowly will disappear. So the idea was uh, that is a pity to lose that kind of patrimony, first of all, then is a big uh, social damage. And third and not last is you can make 
amazing quality wines from those grapes. So from there we started the idea on how to develop a project. Okay, that's, a, that's an amazing story. A real way of safeguarding not just vines, not just wine, but really part of the social fabric of Sardinia itself. Manuel, and you, you are sei proprio una di, della Sardegna. Sì. Questi vitigni sono nel tuo cuore, nel sangue. Fanno parte della mia quotidianità e della storia mia e di tutti quelli che che abitano in Sardegna. Io mi sento veramente parte integrante del progetto e con tutti i miei colleghi che lavoriamo in Sardegna non diciamo di di lavorare per un progetto ma di essere il progetto. Ok. Ok. That's really important. Uh, this isn't just a project, you are the project because you're the generation that would have not been able to continue the vines. Your father had vineyards and you are now continuing the work of your family. Yes. Esatto, quello che fa l'azienda per tutti noi è quello di darci la possibilità di crescere e avere una visione diversa di quella che è la nostra quotidianità che magari abbiamo sottovalutato, invece in, in questo modo siamo noi il valore aggiunto di qualcosa che è già di per sé unico e meraviglioso come i vecchi vignetti e noi siamo quella marcia in più che con ogni nostro giorno di lavoro, ogni nostra idea portiamo avanti la storia delle nostre famiglie, della nostra cultura ma lo facciamo con una consapevolezza diversa, sì. che facciamo parte di un progetto che sta dando materialmente qualcosa della Sardegna nel mondo in questo caso dei vini nuovi prodotti dalla nostra tradizione e dai nostri vecchi vigneti. It's a beautiful story. Gian Matteo, just explain um, what, what Emanuela is saying here, she, how, how this project allows the way of life, this link with the families to continue. And I think that that is such an important part of the story of Bento yeah. Luna. Well, to say it in a few words, basically, is because this project puts uh, them, the men and women in the center of the project, they, they actually, with the day by day life, they actually participate to the project and they grow and they make so, something which some, uh, the, probably uh, they have underestimated because it was uh, something given. Uh, in this way, they give a, you know, a different perspective and a different, uh, different uh, opportunity for the future. Basically, this kind, this kind of cultivation has been there for 3,000 years, and uh, as long as our, our civilization didn't change the commerce and, and everything, globalization, because you know, most of this production, they were made for the family. So the same family would produce their own wine, their own olive oil, the cattle and everything. So now everything is different. So for them, it was something which they had in the culture, and maybe they forgot the, 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 the powerful sense of, of having vineyards in their family. So through this project, you know, they're more uh, self-conscious, and uh, through the day-by-day, the work they do, uh, they're getting closer and closer to what something which has been given through the generation, but they didn't really realize the sense of it. Okay, so, yeah. And as... Um Speaking about the vineyards themselves, questi vecchi vitigni, um, these vineyards have really been 
in this part of Sardinia for they're very very old vines some of them you were telling me were more than a hundred years old and it's mm -hmm. really using these old vines that have perhaps much lower yields to make wines that are very special I tasted the wines today with you and I was so impressed with them they had such concentration and richness of flavor in such a pure clean form complimenti Right. Tell me a little bit about the old vines themselves. Parlare un po' delle vite di questi vecchi vitigni. Quello che viviamo oggi con questi vecchi vigneti è il risultato delle scelte che sono state prese negli anni e nei secoli. So what we're living now with these uh, old vines is the result of choices that were, were taken in, in the past centuries. Da una parte abbiamo la consapevolezza che i nostri, chi ci ha preceduto, conosceva il territorio, il clima, il terreno perfettamente. So, from one side we know that uh, the people that came before us, our ancestors, they knew that there's such a strong wisdom about the, 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 the quality of the soil, the, the microclimate, the everything. They, they've been experimenting for so many years. So they really knew the, the, the value and of And this the, knowledge had just been passed down generation to generation. E dall'altra parte abbiamo quella che è la realtà della Sardegna, cioè un'isola nella quale tante persone arrivavano, si confrontavano e univano la loro cultura alla nostra, quindi i vigneti rappresentano tutto questo. So on the other side there is uh, the the real nature of Sardinia which is an island in the middle of the Mediterranean. So many people came into the island and they brought new ways of doing things, new culture and uh, even new grape varieties. And even new grape varieties and uh, so the result is is this is a kind of blend of culture and uh, knowledge. Esatto. Quindi questo si traduce che noi oggi siamo il risultato delle conoscenze degli anziani, degli incontri fatti nel passato e produciamo quindi un vino che è il frutto di questi incontri, che è il frutto della nostra storia e racconta un gusto che è la nostra storia stessa, che è la nostra quotidianità. So uh, we are uh, um now basically we are we are telling something what we have now is that is uh, the blend of this culture and this uh, wisdom and this knowledge so what we are telling now the wine we are making now is basically is the the real story our story is the story of the island and the taste and represent what we are and what is our history. And tastes and flavors that could come from nowhere else on earth. I think so. Yeah. So let's talk about these native grape varieties that are uh, most important for you. I know you're growing only grape varieties that have been on Sardinia for a very long time. Possiamo parlare delle varietà di vite? Quali sono? Le principali sono sempre Cannonau, Monica e Bovale, sì. che sono i vitigni principi di tutta la Sardegna e che okay. rimangono i pilastri. So the three the three basic one is uh, Cannonau, which is Grenache or Garnacha, same variety, uh, Bovale e Monica, which are the, the main red varieties in, in the island. A 
accanto a queste che, che sono quelle che danno il gusto vero del territorio e che danno, differenziano rispetto al resto della Sardegna sono tutta una moltitudine di varietà con una loro identificazione e tutte insieme contribuiscono a un gusto unico rappresentativo del territorio. Together with those there are many 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 other varieties which they do represent the territory being blended with the other tree. And I would say something uh, join something more is one of the reason is that all all of these small plots of vineyards they were family vineyards. So each family had its own recipe. So each family had its own fantasy and maybe, you know, the grandfather brought back from somewhere a variety and then the other decided that he did, did like that one. So, you know, there is a part of the creativity in that. And they also they used to like to compete on the quality of the wine. So each one had its own secret recipe related to, you know, a small addition of this variety or the other variety. That's why you find up to 17, 18 different varieties. That's fascinating, and I think it's also fascinating that the project isn't trying to impose your own style of wine onto what, what is actually already on the island. Uh, I want to clarify about the way you work with these families, because this is a very interesting part of the project, that you have how many families would be working, how many quantities? We started with eight, okay. and now there are more than 25. More than 25. And these are small, um, small holdings that have been in traditionally in families for generations. Yes. And I think you said to me, John Matteo, that um, that the grandparents would have worked the land. The, the next generation couldn't make a living, and now you're actually working with the grandchildren. So yes. that's a beautiful continuation of of a, of a way of life as much as of so a continuation see. of wine. We didn't want to buy the vineyards. We rent the vineyards, so the vineyards can stay in the family. And since the issue, and that gives them revenue, and the reason not to abandon the vineyards and not to decide to dismiss the vineyards. On top of that, I think to carry on the generation is important that the grandchildren, because the father, I think, they lost the chance. They went away, they, they, they looked for other jobs, most of them. I mean, it's always difficult to generalize, but let's say in general, uh, most of them, they decide to do other things. But the grandchildren, I think, if they didn't have this chance, most probably they would lose the, 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 the possibility to carry on on the tradition, on the knowledge, on the, on the wine training and on the wine cultivating. This kind of culture uh, has a huge effect on, on the old vines because apart from the fact that they're less productive, but you need to be very to be a very 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 good viticulture to be able to have a vine to survive 120 years because you really need to understand the plant the way you prune it because otherwise the the, the, the vineyard would die much uh, much earlier that's what happens in our normal vineyard usually after a few years that they tend to get too old so that kind of uh, culture is uh, very important to be carried on and uh, I think not all of them but quanti ragazzi lavorano adesso? In Vignadovic. Uh, at least 12, 12 uh, young people, I mean the, the oldest one I think is 35, 36. They're working uh, in the vineyards which, and they're learning and even through the project they're understanding 
what what was you know knowledge passed into by words now they, they also have a scientific reason to what they were doing so right, yeah. a, a more uh, you know they have a better understanding of what they're doing okay and actually from Emanuela your point of view to make wine again with this knowledge that would have been in your family for generations but now with your training in as, as a winemaker è un sogno di fare vino in questo modo no sì, eh, era quello che per, per me è come se Gian Matteo mi avesse detto qual è il tuo sogno e poi fosse tornato da me con le chiavi di una cantina, perché pensare di fare il mio lavoro nel mio paese e di arrivare ad ottenere dei prodotti forse un po' inaspettati così è per me fonte di, di, di grande, è un, è un onore, perché mi rendo conto che abbiamo regalato una nuova prospettiva a questi vecchi vignetti e un nuovo gusto del vino sardo nel mondo. Okay. Yes, well, she was saying that this project gave it to her the, the chance to make it real, a dream which she always had, to, to have a new perspective with these uh, old vines and to make a wine with a new taste which could represent Sardinia all over the world. Yeah, in a way it's linking this, this old tradition with a, modern, with a modern mentality as well. I think, yeah, I, I would say I... I Myself, which I'm not coming from there, but I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm part of the project. I wanted the project very strongly. I, I find also some very innovative aspects in this uh, project, something which it could be maybe duplicated somewhere else. In a sense, for example, uh, now most of the wine producers are very involved with the concept of storytelling. So I, I want to sell the wine, I need to have a storytelling. We do not have a storytelling in a sense that going so deep in details inside the project is the storytelling. Is the story, yeah. So we don't need to invent a storytelling. We, we are the storytelling. So that, and that really simplifies the answer. I think that telling this story to a customer or a client and having these people to taste the wine you know, is, a, is a perfect cycle and it, it really does work. Yeah, yeah, I can, I, having tasted the wine as with you this morning, I can really understand that. These beautiful wines, which I want people to understand. We started tasting a beautiful Vermentino that came from the west coast of the island, from this, where the influence of the sea, of the lagoon, was really creating a, a Vermentino very different from, from the Vermentino di Galora from the other side of Sardinia, or the Vermentino from Liguria, or Tuscany. Tell us a little bit about this wine, questo vermentino, fermentato in amfora. This wine fermented in terracotta amfora. Di fare quel vino era raccontare proprio il territorio che ha appena descritto, cioè accompagnare la trasformazione senza l'utilizzo di lieviti in maniera spontanea in contenitori che anche questa volta fossero naturali. The idea was exactly that one you said. So to having spontaneous fermentation, so having a, even a, a, a stronger element to describe the territory where the wine comes from, even with the yeast. So because that's important, yeah. the spontaneous fermentation, uh, we make piedicuve from each vineyard where we pick the grape. So the yeast is exactly the yeast that lives in, in the vineyards where the grapes come from. Il ruolo nostro, di mio, di tecnico, 
in questo mondo quale sarebbe? Quello di accompagnare una trasformazione per ritrovare il gusto delle uve e del territorio dal quale provengono. So Emanuele says that she she believes that her role as a, as a winemaker is to find the way to transform the grapes in a taste which is the the more uh, authentic interpretation of of the, the the soil and the and the area without trying to impose your without own. trying to impose any any okay and in fact when we tasted the red wines today i could taste that same philosophy that same approach in the red wines john Matteo, can you talk to us through about some of the red wines that you produced from these grape varieties cananal which is more well known particularly when we know that it is a Garnacha, Grenache, but also the Bovale and the Monica. Yes, we, we, we actually make four different wines, which are two are coming up basically the expression of two different crews. One is Mandrolisai, which is a DOC of the area. We have to think it's a, it's a plateau about like between 500 and 700 meters high. And the other one is Neoneli, which is a small area just next to it, but it's different. And they are the blend of up to 12-15 different vineyards, but uh, they are made in, a, in exactly the same way. So when you taste them, you really taste the difference of the soil and the terroir. The other two wines, one is, uh, there are two single vineyards, and the reason we decided to bottle them by themselves is, one, because it's uh, uh, made only with a canonau, with a uh, Grenache, because that family, for example, decided that, uh, you know, that was the only and uh, be- best uh, grape to, to use for their wines. So we, we, we kept it separate. So it's a single vineyard from a single family. It's a single vineyard from a single family that decided they only wanted 12 okay. uh, Grenache. Okay, so it's a Canonau, and, uh, and uh, we found it particularly distinctive and uh, no reason to blend it with the rest. And the last one is uh, another single vineyard. We decided to keep it on, on its own because it's so distinctive, because it's a vineyard which was planted in 1905. Therefore, af- after phylloxera, so was was grafted, was probably one of the very first grafted. The, for, something which for me is more important is before the nursery system came along. So there is a huge biodiversity and the same Cannonau Grenache inside the vineyards, you might find four or five different biotypes. And so the Monica and so the Bovale and then there are grapes we don't know even the name. So uh, it's, it's like, uh, you know, tasting something which is coming from another time. Okay. And uh, that was fascinating. And uh, I, I know... And that wine is called? Beluna. Beluna. Which means, wine. I tried that this morning. Which means um, moon wind. Yeah. Okay. Or wind of the moon. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Finally, I'd like just to turn to speak a little bit about the food of Sardinia and matching these wonderful wines with the food because Sardinia, again, with this rugged interior, beautiful coastline, we have cuisines that have some of the best seafood in Italy mm. and also the wonderful meats, the porcedu, the, mm. the foods that are really typical. So explain a little bit about 
Well, as we were saying at the beginning, uh, uh, Sardinia is an island that makes different culture. The original long-lasting culture is from the interior, so it's not seafood. The seafood was brought by by other people, and uh, so basically you have the Catalan in Alguero, you have people from Latium on the other side, but the, the, the people, you know, the regional shepherd from Sardinia, their the, the food is about meat and vegetables. Okay. Meat cooked over the open fire? Uh, well, I, we, last time we were last week there, and uh, we tried like uh, something which somebody could believe is not interesting, but it was fantastic, it was uh, a boiled sheep. Oh like the, yeah, that was, is a fantastic plate they have, and uh, they use the broth to do pasta and everything. Uh, yeah, but they use either to be to to grill it or, or or to boil them in different ways, or they have a special uh, copper uh, closed um, recipients where you put it in the in the fire. But basically, it, when you have a guest, you you kill an animal and uh, softly. <laughs> No, it's true because there's a, they they always have a kind of a respect to the animal, and then you share the meat with a with a guest, and you don't throw away anything. So simple, strong flavored foods to go with wines that yes. are full of richness and flavor. Well, it's been absolutely fascinating talking to you both. Mille grazie for being um, our guest today. The project is an important one. It's a project I look forward to following, and I wish you both all the best of luck in the future with it. Thank you, Mike. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So that is all we have time for today. I'd like to give thanks to our guests today, John Matteo and Emanuela, and we will see you soon on another episode of Wine to Wine 2021 Clubhouse Marathon. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of Wine, Food and Travel with me, Mark Millen, on Italian Wine Podcast. Please remember to like, share and subscribe right here or wherever you get your pods. Likewise, you can visit us at italianwinepodcast.com. Until next time, chin chin. Hi, everybody. Italian Wine Podcast celebrates its fourth anniversary this year, and we all love the great content they put out every day. Chin Chin with Italian Wine People has become a big part of our day, and the team in Verona needs to feel our love. Producing the show is not easy, folks. Hurting all those hosts, getting the interviews, dropping the clubhouse recordings, not to mention editing all the material. Let's give them a tangible fan hug with a contribution to all their costs. Head to ItalianWinePodcast.com and click Donate to show your love.